I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice, and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of Your Business Boost podcast. And with it being episode 70, I thought that that was just a nice round number to have an episode devoted to your questions. So a few days ago, I put a call out on my Instagram stories for listener questions for me to answer in this episode. I got some great questions and I'm looking forward to answering them. I have done my best not to pay too much attention and I'm just going to actually read the questions and answer them off the cuff. The other thing that I wanted to mention too is that if there is something that you would like to ask me, if there is a topic that you would like me to cover on the podcast, you can get in touch with me at any time. You don't need to wait for one of these listener question and answer episodes. I am more than happy to take your ideas at any time. I talk a lot about the fact that I do plan my content out quite far in advance. Um, I've got a lot of episodes with um, interviews with other incredible women in my world that are coming up, but I obviously like this episode, pepper those interview episodes with solo episodes. And, you know, I can change that up. I am always happy to talk to anything that is really topical at the at the moment or, you know, at the time that you send me your request. So please, you know, if you are an avid listener of this podcast, this is a two-way conversation, right? I would love to to hear from you about what you would like in your Business Boost podcast so that, you know, I can keep giving you value and um, content that um, you enjoy listening to and gives your business a boost or your life a boost every single week. So don't be shy, get in touch. You can email me at michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au or uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at michbroadbent. Um, and yeah, let's have a chat about what you would like to hear on future episodes of the podcast. But today, I am answering the questions of those lovely women who have sent them through to me um, on Instagram. So I will kick off with the first one and it is um, at the beginning of your business. Do you believe that you must niche down or throw spaghetti at the wall? Uh, This is a great question and I will say that I am never a massive fan of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, Not in the sort of, I guess, haphazard way in which I am visualizing um, this happening in your business. So, um, you know, I am obviously by, you know, by my job title, I'm a business strategist. So I always think strategically about what course of action I would take or anyone would take in their business. Now, obviously that 
changes, you know, as as a business evolves. And the things that you do in the early stages of your business are not necessarily the things that you should keep doing as the business evolves. And I think back to the beginning of my business and the beginning of, of various businesses that I have been a part of. And whilst I don't say that it is really clever to get super, 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 super niche when you are starting out in terms of your product offering or your service offering or whatever it is. I do think that it is smart to try not to be too scattergun because if you think it, it think about it, and I, I don't know if you've heard this analogy before, and I will probably butcher it, but it's the thing that's come to mind when I saw this question. It's like there's um, the analogy of the soccer balls, and you know you've got like twelve soccer soccer balls lined up in front of you, and if you kick all twelve of those balls towards one goal, po- like one set of goalposts the likelihood of you getting a ball in the goal is pretty high. Whereas if you kick them in like 12 different directions to 12 different goalposts, you are, you know, the likelihood of you hitting one is much lower because, you know, you're basically starting from scratch each time, moving along the line, aiming at a different goal. And um, yeah, and from an energetic point of view, you use up a lot more energy doing it that way. Um, So yeah, I don't know why I'm using, I don't know why I'm using sports terminology because I don't bloody play soccer. But I, I guess what I'm trying to illustrate here is that, you know, in the early days of your business, you are much better targeting one target. So whether it's like niching down into a particular customer base or having your service or product, but like one thing um, or a tiny suite of offerings for one particular customer group, or maybe you want to try and see, um, you know, what what's what sticks what lands with um with a couple of different client groups you know if you're trying to hedge your bets i think you know in those early days that's when you should be experimenting right and so often and i'll say this for myself and for so many people that i know is that the business that you start is not the one that you end up with the service offering that you start is not the one that you end up with you have to try different things but you need to be strategic about it. You need to be considered about it. Throwing spaghetti at the wall and just, you know, hoping and praying that something sticks, that is not a strategy. You need to think about who you're talking to, what their problems are, and how you can solve it. Um, So yeah, I hope that that helps. No spaghetti, but you can, yeah, try different things, but just, (laughs) but be considered and strategic about what it is that you are doing. The next question is, what is the one thing that I've done that has had the greatest impact on my business? Now, this is hard um, because when I, when I see this question, there's actually two things that come to mind, but you have asked me to pick one. So I'm going to pick one and that would be surrounding myself with good people. We cannot build a business on our own, even though we may be a solopreneur, we can, we can have our business, our own business, but we need 
And we cannot exist just in a vacuum. We need outside support uh, in so many different ways. And um, I think the thing that I have, have, have done myself is have like an incredible crew around me who are all at different stages in their businesses. And I will emphasize here that, you know, I'm talking about my business village here, not my personal friends, like my, you know, outside of work friends. Um, So I've got some, yeah, just really wise women in my world. Um, Some of them I pay to be in my world um, through mentoring and coaching and that kind of thing. Um, And other service providers uh, like my VA, Jackie, couldn't do do my business without her. Um, And then there are all of the other business buddies who throughout the last six years have been my sounding boards, my cheerleaders, my talking me down off the ledge people. Um, They were there in the beginning, very, very early days of my business, you know, so generously sharing information, insights, um, referring business my way, like that the value of that group is absolutely priceless. And it's something that I put a lot of energy in myself. So it's like, well, I I give as much as I receive. And I think that that's really, really important, you know, like to, to have to have good friends, you need to be a good friend. And that that's the case in business and life. And I really try to do my best to, yeah, be as good a business buddy to my business buddies as they are to me. And I'm always very focused on expanding my network and, and having new women and new influences in my life because I feel like, you know, it's it's ever-changing. Like we, we need to always be exposed to different ideas and insights and ways of working. And that's what I love about the world that we live in now is that it's so easy to do that with so many diverse women because we can connect with people all over the world. And um, that has been such a a blessing for me in business is just to be able to tap into the minds of some really incredible women thanks to technology. And you know what? Some of them don't even, you know, I guess probably don't even realize how valuable they are to me and how, how, how important they are in my life because, you know, they may only you know, I've had a, a small interaction with me or whatever, but um, yeah, there's there's so many wise women in my world and that would be the thing that I think just nurturing those relationships and having those people in my life has been the thing that's had the greatest impact on my business. Not just, I mean, yes, from a financial point of view, definitely, but also just from like an energetic and sanity kind of point of view as well is having those people just to help me sustain the energy and and that that is needed for me to continue to build my business. Um, uh, the next question is: I saw you updated your website. How often do you do this? Um, and that's a really good question. Um, I. 
to be to be truthful, this is not something that I um, intentionally go. Okay, every six months I'm going to update my website, or every twelve months I'm going to update my website. But if I kind of look back historically, um, I've probably done like little tweaks at least once a year, and then there's been. Uh, so two occasions where I've done like a major overhaul. Now that's in six years. Okay. Now I am not an SEO guru. I will preface my answer with that. Um, if you want SEO guru level of information, I suggest that you follow one of my previous podcast guests, which is Kate Toon. She is the go-to when it comes to all things SEO. But what I do know is that Google love it when you update your website frequently. So even though, you know, it's only every year or two that I do a major overhaul of my website, I'm actually updating my website every single week because I release this podcast every week. There's a podcast page on my website and every week that my podcast goes up, I have a podcast producer who um, puts the episode and the episode information onto my website and that all counts as updating my website. I also have a blog page on my website, which I do not, uh, you know, I, that's again, fits and starts. Like, like I, I try to um, put content on my blog um, once a month at least. I, actually, I probably should have checked before I answered this question, but I think it's probably been a bit longer since I um, uploaded a blog. Um, but, yeah, I would say that if you're wondering how often you should update your website, if that's why you're um, asking the question, um it, it's up to you. Like I think, but but the more frequently you change things around, um, I think Google think that you're really good. Um, but like I said, listen to read anything from Kate Toon. She is the one that knows all about this stuff. But yeah, I'm very happy with the website. My web designer Jess, who um, is from DigiBrand, uh, she is she's a genius. She just like gets my scrappy brief and creates great things all the time. Um, I have, um, yeah, sent a lot of work her way because she delivers. She's she's brilliant. And I think, you know, when you get incredible service providers, you want to tell the whole wide world about them. So, yeah, she's your girl. If you are looking for a, uh, a, a website overhaul yourself, get in touch with Jess from DigiBrand. This is a great question. Who has been your favorite podcast guest and who would be your dream podcast guest? This is brilliant. Now, I cannot pick one person to be my favorite podcast guest. That's like asking me to pick my favorite child. I have interviewed so many amazing women. I'm yeah, very fortunate to have some great women in my world. So to pick one would be really, really difficult. Okay, let me think. So uh, look, I love shining the spotlight on women who aren't necessarily used to or even think they should be considered to be under the spotlight. So uh, yeah, I love, I love obviously spotlighting my clients. I love giving them a platform to share their brilliance. Um, but then there's also other women who aren't my clients who I have loved having 
having conversations with as well. So if I think about it, so, okay, someone that comes to mind um, who is a client and a business buddy and just an all-round amazing woman, and that is Laura McLeod, because I didn't realize until after I had interviewed her, but she had never done a podcast interview before. And so I felt very privileged that I was her first. Um, But also what I loved so much about her was that she, you would never have known that it was her first ever podcast interview. She spoke so openly, so eloquently. She shared some really great insights. But then I think what I loved so much about her was how much of a great guest she was in terms of the sharing of the content because, and this is probably something that, that you know, I think I've talked about this before in terms of like being a great podcast guest. And sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, I want to get, you know, my dream person is this like, you know, insert big name, insert thought leader name, insert author name. And, you know, they want to have them on the podcast. But if that person is on like, you know, 20 podcasts in one month, um, they tend not to really um, promote the, the fact that they were on your podcast. That's something that I see happen quite a bit. And that can be really disappointing, you know, when you go to a lot of – because, you know, it is an effort to interview people and, you know, get the time booked in and, you know, I do the interview but then, you know, there's editing that's involved, there's, you know, production, there's the social media content creation, show notes, all the rest of it. So there is a lot of work involved. And it is it can be disappointing when you when you have someone on and they don't share or they don't really promote it within their um, community. And look, that that is their right. Like that's you know that's up to them kind of thing. But um, I love it when people really share and share and share. And I have to say that Laura um, absolutely wins gold stars for the level that she went to in terms of. I mean, she. I think she was. She probably told like the checkout ticket Woolies that she was on the podcast. Like I felt like everyone she knew knew that she had been on the podcast and that was just wonderful. And I loved that, that I had given her that opportunity. But I also love having like guests on who are really, really tactical and teach you guys something like super, super valuable. Um, and, I, you know, I'm thinking about guests that I've had like Mel Brown, um, Christy Goodwin, um, Rosie Mackay, Ange Clark, like just women that, that, that are absolute experts in their field and have, yeah, have just shared the goods so generously, like information that they would include in masterclasses or programs that they are charging like a lot of money for. And they're just, they're giving it to you guys for free. So I really value those conversations as well. Plus like the, you know, the women in my world who have supported me and that I could just talk to all day long, like Tina Tower, Lorraine Murphy, like big combos like that. And then <laughs> I think another one of my favourite ever guests, and, and it's really because of the um, the recommendation that she shared at the end of her interview, and it was a recent one, and that was with Leanne Hastings. If you have not listened to that episode, she shares like the best 
recommendation that any guest has ever shared. It is utterly brilliant. Go back, listen to it. You will laugh your head off. Um, but I loved that as well. So, yes, yeah, so many brilliant women. I, I, I can't pick one. Um, but uh, And then, yes, to answer the second part of your question, who would be my dream podcast guest? Um, hands down, without a second thought, it would be Dolly Alderton. So Dolly is a writer. She's um, a Brit. Uh, she has written one of my just favourite books of all time called Everything I Know About Love. Uh, she completely fascinates me. I would just love to have her on the podcast so that I could talk to her for like hours. Um, I, I love her so much. Um, and yeah, I would just love the opportunity to talk to her that it's got absolutely nothing to do with business. Um, but we would have a good old chat. That's for sure. So yeah, she would be my dream, my dream, anything guest podcast, dinner party, who I'd want to sit next to on a plane or like, she is the answer to all of those questions for me. Okay, next question. How was Uluru? I saw the photos and it looked amazing. Oh my God. Yes, it was amazing. Thank you. Um, if you're listening and you don't follow me on Instagram or you are a recent follower of mine, um, uh, about a month ago, I was very lucky to go on a uh, retreat to Uluru with um, a mastermind that I'm in. Uh, it's run by Tina Tower. It's called her empire builder. I have been part of that mastermind for the last two years. And um, every year we have um, a business retreat. And this year it was at Uluru. And look, just the very act of being able to pack up my, you know, and step out of my life uh, for, well, it was four days for me, I was away. Um, and just immerse myself in First of all, such a special place. Like if you have not been to Uluru, you cannot comprehend just the magic of that place. And look, you know, I will be really honest and say that going, like actually going to Uluru was not the, the big draw card for me. It was being, it was going on the retreat with all the women in this mastermind. There were 60 of us. Um, it was run by Tina Tower. She had some incredible speakers and just, you know, had set up the most amazing experiences for all of us um, over those few days. Um, but it, so it was more that that I was looking forward to than actually seeing the rock and and doing all of that sort of thing. Um, but then when I got there, oh, my God, like it is, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And it is just, it's really, really mesmerizing. It's a very special place. It's a very spiritual place. Um, and I'm still like, I'm still kind of processing it. I know that sounds really weird, but it is, it is having a very long lasting effect on me. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, really have a lot more to say about that at, at the moment than than it, it's just it's magical and if you uh, if you are ever given the opportunity to go and see it do it yes it's expensive yes it's a long way away yes it's very remote but oh my goodness it is it, yeah it's it's magical and I'm very very lucky that I was able to do that um and be there 
not, but also to be there with such an incredible group of women. As I said in the answer to the first question, um, something that's had such a positive impact on my business is being surrounded by amazing women. And the women that were there are incredible. They are women that I have known. Some of them I've known them for most of the time that I have been part of the uh, Her Empire Builder, which has been almost two years. And there are others that are newer to my life, but um, just really, really treasured, valued friendships, um, just being in the energy of a group of women who are all building businesses alongside each other. They get it. They know what it's like. There's women at all different stages, different income levels, and yet everyone had something so valuable to contribute. And it was just an absolute pleasure, honour, um, it was so expansive being with, you know, in that environment. And um, yeah, what, what, what are we now? Four or five weeks on and I'm still still wrapping my head around the fact that I was there. It was fabulous. Thank you for asking. And now the final question. Um, I love your book recommendations. Thank you. Um, what are you reading at the moment? That is a great question. So I always, always, always have a book on the go. And at the moment, I've got a fiction and a nonfiction book on the go. So the fiction book that I am reading is a book called Conviction, and it's by an author called Denise Mina. And how I came across this book was actually, and this is a little hack for you. So so uh, Reese Witherspoon has a book club or book recommendations or Reese recommends or something. I actually don't know what it's called, but um, I I find that anything of her, like anything that's recommended by her, I love. She has a particular story that that she um, that she recommends. Often, I will go to that list and see what she recommends. Or sometimes if I go, I think it's on Booktopia or any of those kind of book ordering websites, you can actually search for Reese Recommends or Reese's Book Club. Or if there's like, if you find a book like this one, Conviction, you can then, you know, it'll say other books that Reese recommends. So I never fail to find a good book. So there's a hack for you if you're you're in a reading kind of funk and you are looking for a good book, anything that she recommends is a winner. So this book is really good. It's um, it's actually about uh, this woman whose life is literally falling apart, but she's, um, she's obsessed with this true crime podcast. And oh, there's like, I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but like there's all these intersecting storylines and um, it's pretty fast paced. I find that any of these kind of Reese recommends books, they read like a movie, like you can actually imagine them as a movie or a TV series. So um, yeah, this is a good one. It's an easy read. You know, you can sort of do a chapter before you fall asleep at night. It's it's good. So I recommend that. Um and then the nonfiction book that I'm reading at the moment is Kemi Neckville's um, Gift of Asking. So Kemi was actually one of the speakers at Uluru. Um, and not only was she a speaker, but she stayed and hung out with us for the entire 
four days, which was just amazing. Like, you know, didn't expect that to happen. So, um, yes, so not only did I get to hear her speak and I have heard her speak before and she is amazing. Um, I've listened to her or the audio version of her book, Power. If you have not listened to that, you need to put that on your Audible right now. It's absolutely brilliant. And um, this book, The Gift of Asking, it's a smaller book. It's quite thin. Um, I hadn't read it previously, but I bought it um, when she was up at Uluru. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of halfway through that. Um, and the reason that I have the two books on the go is because um, something that I have been trying very hard, and I won't say trying, I've actually been doing it, um, is uh, is reading at lunchtime, reading from a book, not scrolling my phone while I eat my lunch. So I always have like a non-fiction book on the go um, because I find that easier to dip in, dip in and out of during the workday. I find like with a fiction book, it's like you lose yourself in the story um, and it's a little bit harder to get back into work mode after reading something like that. So yeah, they're my two recommendations. But as always, if you have a recommendation for me, please let me know. I'm always up for a good book recommendation or a good anything recommendation, restaurants, uh, TV shows, movies, anything, please let me know. So thank you so much for these questions. They were brilliant. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, this episode. I am going to be back next week with another very special guest for you, someone who has had a big, big business birthday recently. And um, I got her on the podcast to have a chat about that. So I'm looking forward to introducing you to her next week. Have an amazing week. Thanks for listening. And I will chat to you next week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.